Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. I am, I am honored to have Pastor, Pastor Brandon Holler from Life Unlimited Church with us tonight, as well as my very good friend, Dr. Richard Mendez. And uh, so you're going to be really blessed tonight. So would you please give a great One Cause welcome and whatever church you're from to Pastor Brandon Holler. That's a good hand clap. You guys are good. You're good. Thanks for that. It, it really is a privilege and an honor for me to be here, and um, especially in a moment like this. I, 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 don't, I don't get opportunities to speak in a setting like this as a prophetic conference, and, and, but, but here's what I do know is that prophecy is real, and God is in the business of speaking to his people, and he uses the beautiful, wonderful gift of prophecy to do it. And, uh, and so I believe that each one of us, we are here in the right place at the right time. This moment is our moment. We've made an appointment with God, and God has made an appointment with us. And so together, our lives are going to be changed, right? So I'm so grateful to be here. I bring greetings uh, from my wife, Jennifer. Uh, she, uh, she is back at home today. She wanted to come so very badly, um, but our youngest daughter... Uh, she's 10 years old. Her name is Macy, and she is the boss of our family, and she had her first dance recital this evening at 5 o'clock, and so mom stayed to make sure that Macy got to her dance recital and was able to do all that kind of awesome stuff. <laughs> now, before you think I'm a terrible father for not being there, uh, she had a dress rehearsal on Friday, and I got to go to that. So, so I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. Um, I'm 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 honored to have my my friend Richard Mendez with me tonight. But but he he's more than a friend to me. He's he's actually my brother-in-law. We married sisters, and uh, and 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 found out that marrying into that family, we needed to be good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Only we understand what's going on, and um, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, from the first time we met, we we became best of friends and have been friends for twenty-two years now. And um, we were friends before we were related, so that made it being related just made it that much more fun because uh, we got to hang out a lot more. Um, and then uh, I have a few people here from our church in Austin and Lockhart. Um, uh, Brandon Procell over here. Brandon, stand up. Let everybody see this. Brandon Procell. <laughs> and uh, o- over here we got we've got uh, uh, Seth. Seth, stand up. This is Seth. He drove us here today through all the rain and everything. This is Seth. And uh, and next to him is is Juan Brasino. Stand up, Juan. We we. This is Juan. And stand, keep standing. Uh, we call him single. Just, just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. All right. All right. Thanks. Uh, and, and next to him is his brother-in-law and sister, uh, Clayton and Carmen Perez. Would you all stand up? Thank you, guys. They all made the drive up here today. So that's, that's awesome. Awesome. Thanks, thanks for coming. Um, glad you're not tired of hearing me preach. That's, 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 that's awesome. 
<laughs> my wife didn't come, but y'all came, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <Reason not. laughs> did, did you come to have a good time in the house of God tonight? Yeah. Amen, amen. Me, me too, me too. I think God is in the business of, of, of making us enjoy life and yeah. helping us enjoy life. Yeah. Come on, I, I've had enough of the sourpuss Christian. Okay, one person over here and me. Anybody else? Anybody else? I mean, it's. <clears throat> I look at some Christians and I think, man, I don't even want. Who would want to be saved if we had to look like that? Uh, we ought to come to the to the house of God, and if we're gonna if we're gonna laugh and enjoy any place, we ought to enjoy the house of God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. King King David said, "I looked I looked for the moment, and I missed the moment when he's out on the battlefield. He said, I missed the moments where I go to the house of God with the festive throng." Listen, we ought, to, we ought to come into the house of God like this is the greatest thing happening on the planet because the truth is it is the greatest thing happening on the planet right now, the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. Um, if you have a Bible, did you bring a Bible tonight? I mean, we're here. We might as well talk about the Bible. Um, I'm going to ask you to go to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel 37, and I'll tell you, I'll just give you a warning ahead of time. Can I add a disclaimer here for just a minute? Just, here's my disclaimer. I've never preached this sermon before, so we're just going to see how it goes. <laughs> um, but uh, um, Eric said, Pastor Eric said a minute ago that, uh, you know, he'd get up and he'd preach and God and Jesus, and then I'd get up and just copy him. And, uh, and I, I'm still copying him in a lot of ways. I tell you, it's an honor to have a brother, uh, an older brother who, who follows the Lord and is a great example of what, what, a, what a good husband is and what a man of God is and what a good pastor is. And, and I tell people all the time, he's, he's my favorite pastor. It, 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 because of his gifting and ability, I always thought I could never be a pastor. You, you get that, Jonna. Thanks, that hurts my feelings. But... He, he's, he's so gifted in, in, the, in the realm of pastoring that, that I just thought, I, I can't even measure up to that. I, I'm, I'm going to go be a doctor. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm still uh, copying his sermons and stealing things like that. So um, would, would y'all help me and let, let's honor Pastor Eric and, and Heather and just thank him for this night. Amen. Amen. And then, and then on, on top of that, I got my amazing sister and brother-in-law here, and uh, you know, of all the, the, um, the things that we have walked through in our lives and been through in our lives as a family, I mean, you know, we love God, but I'll, I'll tell you guys, um, uh, God has done a marvelous work in our family, and there have been times where we, where we could have walked away, and times where we could have not liked each other very much. Uh, I I was the one that was hard to get along with, and uh, and uh, Eric drove me crazy, and <laughs> Jennifer Jennifer just got her way. So uh, <laughs> I'm right, Eric. Right, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. And so I became the, the grumpy kid who, didn't, who hated the world and hated my brother and sister, and, but, but God's done a marvelous work, and, and, and I'm, I'm glad to, to, it's a good feeling to know that, that my best friends in the world are my brother and sister, 
And I, I don't know that everybody can say that, but I'm grateful to be able to say that. Uh, I'm grateful that God has done what he's done in our lives together and that we grow together and encourage one another together and stand with each other and, and still annoy each other occasionally. But Eric. Um, all right. Psalm, I mean, not Psalm, not Ecclesiastes, Ezekiel, uh, chapter 37. Are you there? Okay. <clears throat> Starting in verse 1, Ezekiel 37, verse 1. This is probably a familiar story to many of you, but hopefully we'll discover some interesting things here together. Ezekiel 37, verse 1. It says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed... They were very dry. And God said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word and the truths that are in your word. Lord, we, we open your word tonight as a treasure box to receive the treasure and to to have beautiful and wonderful things deposited into our hearts. I ask you, Lord, to speak to us through your word and through your Holy Spirit. Transform us, change us into who you want us to be. Lord, I pray that tonight would be a night of revival, restoration, healing, repair. Dreams would be reignited. Hopes would rise Faith would be increased. Peace would show up in the midst of chaos and that joy would appear in the midst of sadness. Lord, I thank you for the work that you're doing in us already and for the work that you have yet to accomplish in us. We have an expectation in our hearts to be changed by you and the power of your word tonight. And we thank you in advance for all of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you just turn to your neighbor and tell them how pretty they are? Would you say something nice to them? It's an interesting question that I find here that God says to Ezekiel, he asks him a question. Now, there are times in the Bible where God asks questions, and <clears throat> there are some that say God asks the question not because he doesn't know, but because he, he, he wants you to know that you don't know. Maybe, but the scriptures don't say that. I, I think there's a beautiful thing in the relationship that we have with God, that there are things that God willingly chooses not to know and wants you to tell him. Yes, there's things that God wants for your life. There's things that God desires for your life. But, you know, there are things that God doesn't know. Oh, I felt that little nervous shuffle kind of right there. The Bible says when you 
asked for forgiveness of your sins, he casts it away from him as far as the east is from the west, and he knows it no more. Amen. You see, there, God has an ability within himself that we don't have. He has an ability to not know something if he so chooses not to know it. Some people want to say that the sovereignty of God is boiled into this statement that God knows everything. But I think the sovereignty of God is more like this. God knows what he wants to know. He doesn't know what he doesn't want to know, and it's all up to him. So stop trying to figure it out. <laughs> and here's one of these times. It showed, we, we see God do this in, with Adam in the garden. He said, Adam, where are you? And then, then he asked him another question. He says, where are you? And Adam says, I, I'm over here. I'm hiding because we were naked. And then God says to him, who told you that? He didn't say, you sound like you've been talking to the devil. No, he said, who told you that? And God says to Ezekiel, he says, son of man, can these bones live? What I find when God asks unique questions like this, a lot of the times, not every time, but a lot of times in the scriptures, it's, it's not just God looking for information, but it's God inviting us into an opportunity with him. And he's looking to see what you will say to the questions that he asks. Are you brave enough and courageous enough and have faith enough to answer the question in a way that God goes... Oh, I've been waiting on this. Or do you say, I don't know, God. Even, even, even Ezekiel says, he says, oh, Lord, you know the answer to that. He says, oh, Lord, God, you know. And sometimes we do that. God will say, do you want to do this? I, I don't know, Lord. It's up, it's up to you. What, whatever your will is, whatever, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. God's not looking for that. And then he says, it's, it's like God says, okay, I asked you the question. You didn't really answer it right, so now I'm going to tell you what to do. And he tells him, he asked him first, can these bones live? And he says, well, God, only you'd know that. And he says, prophesy to them. He didn't say, okay, step, 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 step back. Step back and watch me. He says, Ezekiel, you prophesy to them. I'm going to give you some words to say, and I want you to say them, but you prophesy now look what he did. He says, he says, you prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. And he says, so I prophesied. So I did it. And the verse is going, he says, I heard this rattling and all this stuff happening and the bones started coming together. And then he says, but there was no breath in them. Wait a minute. But the word of God says right here, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. He says, prophesy and say to these bones that I'll bring breath to you. He says it multiple times. I'll cause breath to enter you. I'll put breath in you and you shall live. He says it multiple times the first time. But then all of a sudden, all the bones come together, but there's still no breath. Ezekiel doesn't say, well, I guess I missed God on that. God says, prophesy again. Prophesy to the breath and command it to come into them. Even though God already said he would do it, everything else came together except that. 
But God didn't say, well, you didn't have enough faith, Ezekiel. He said, say it again. And prophecy is not a one-time statement. It's not a one-time declaration of what you're hoping for or dreaming for. Prophecy is continually saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it until it manifests in your life. And just because it doesn't happen, just because part of it happens and another part doesn't happen, doesn't mean it's over yet. You keep saying it and keep saying it until it all comes to pass. So he prophesied to the breath. Verse 9 says, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. You see, God looks at a pile of bones, and he sees a great army. And he just started this with a simple question, can these bones live? But God saw something more than just bones coming to life. He saw a great army. The Bible says that God declares the end from the beginning. God has a declaration about your life that is a picture that he wants you to see. But just because he's declared it, doesn't guarantee it's coming. He needs you to declare it. And that declaration is prophetic in nature. See, prophecy, oftentimes we think of prophecy in what, what I think, what I believe God's going to do here tonight as well is, is these things where God gives an inspired word to an individual and, and, it's, and it connects it where they are in their life and, and brings wisdom and understanding and peace and faith and all those kinds of things. That's part of it too. But Brother Kenneth Copeland said it like this, you are the prophet of your own life. Take what God said and say it and keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it and prophesy. Prophesy over your life. Prophesy over your kids. Prophesy over your marriage. Say, say the things that are in your heart to say. God has this amazing language called faith that he speaks. But it has various dialects. You know, they say in the nation of Mexico alone, they speak Spanish, but there are some 2,500 different dialects of Spanish just in Mexico. That means you can go from state to state within Mexico, and they're speaking Spanish a little bit different. And it may take you a little bit to kind of catch on if you speak Spanish. It'll take you a little bit to catch on. And then, or you go out to the islands out in the Dominican Republic, and they speak Spanish a little bit different. You go to Honduras or Guatemala, and they speak Spanish a little bit different. And it takes a little bit to get used to it. But it's all still the same language. And God has this language of faith. But at times, it's different. The way it is spoken is different. And you see this through the scriptures. This is one of these moments where the language of faith is spoken with a little bit of a different dialect. Nothing like this had ever happened in scriptures. This is what I call, there are things that you see repeated through scriptures, but these are these things that are like one-offs, just one-time things that God does to show the various aspects of this beautiful language called faith. 
And we see it with a Roman centurion that comes to Jesus and said, my servant is sick. Would you come heal him? And Jesus said, yeah, I'll come. But something really supernatural happened in that moment, I believe. And the Roman centurion said, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I actually don't want you to come to my house. But I understand how authority works. And I, like you, am a man who's under authority. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And I say to this one, come, and he comes. And I tell this one to do that, and he does it. And I tell this one to do that, and he does it. So what I want you to do is just speak the word. Outside of the story of the Roman centurion, we don't, we don't see that even happen in the scriptures. This is one of those moments. And Jesus, the Bible says, marveled and said, wow, great is your faith. I, I have not seen so great a faith in all of Israel. There was something kind of routine about what Jesus was doing in that he said, would you come pray for my servant? He goes, yeah, I'll come. And Jesus had done that before. Would you pray for Yeah, I'll do that. Would you come with my daughter? Yeah, I'll do that. Would, would you come pray for my mother-in-law? Yeah, I'll do that. I don't know why, but why, you know, I'm just, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And so there was something very natural and very routine about the way Jesus responded to him. And the centurion said, you know what, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't want the routine. I believe that there is another dialect of this language called faith. It has to do with authority, and I understand that. And so I'm going to say that. And Jesus said, Wow. And I see it like this. Like, it was almost like God from heaven said, yeah, I speak that language too. You see it in the life of Joshua. Joshua standing out on the battlefield, and, and they're fighting, and they're, and, and, and they're winning. They're winning, but the sun is going down. The sun is going down, and Joshua, in that moment, he had precedent to stand on to call fire down from the sky. He could have called hailstones down. He could have called for the ground to be opened. He had seen that happen before. But in this one moment, he said, I don't want what I've always seen. I want something a little bit different than that. Son, stand still. And God said, yeah, I speak that language too. There was a woman in a crowd, and she needed healing from Jesus. She said, I've seen him heal the blind man. I've seen him heal the deaf. I've seen him, but I just want to touch the hem of his garment. And God said, yeah, I speak that language too. I speak that dialect of faith too. And I believe there are dry bones all around. And God's looking for someone who will be courageous enough to stand up in whatever dialect you, you choose to speak it and declare something that has never been declared before. To say something that has never been said before about your family. Maybe your family. Well, everybody in our family, we always have, we just, we have heart disease. It's just something that's in our family. No, 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 no. no. Today, I prophesy healthy hearts. Today, I prophesy that that cycle of heart disease ended with my, with my ancestors. It is not going to be carried in my body. Verse 11, back to Ezekiel 37. Then God said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. And they indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves 
and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. There may be some of you here tonight that maybe that's what you would say. Man, I'm dry. I've lost my hope. I feel cut off and disconnected. It's time for you to rise up and prophesy something different about your life. It's time for you to stand up and say something else rather than, well, this is how I feel. Stop talking about how you feel and start talking about what you believe. We don't walk by what we feel. We walk by faith. And you got to declare what you believe. What is it that you believe? Prophesy that. Be a Joshua standing on a battlefield saying the most absurd thing. Sun, stand still. How ridiculous. And there's some times when you're prophesying, you're going to have to say some ridiculous things. That to the natural, they don't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to look at a valley of dry bones and God to ask a ludicrous question and say, can these bones live? <laughs> no, they can't. Right? I mean, that's what, that's what the natural mind says. <laughs> no. No, they can't. That's why we cop out with, well, Lord, you know. We know inside there's not a chance in hell those bones could live. <laughs> oh, can I? I've been hanging out with Richard all day today, and that's what this, that's what this is. Right, Seth? Right, Seth? Help me out. That's, that's Richard. That's Richard doing that. <clears throat> yeah, there's some, things, there's some things that in your life look like they're dead and dried up. But it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter... Your ethnicity doesn't matter. Your economic upbringing doesn't matter where you are. God is still God. And I believe he's saying to every one of us tonight, can the bones live? Inviting you into an opportunity with him. Are you going to be courageous enough to rise up and prophesy over those things in your life? Or are you just going to let the status quo keep on going like it has been? Are you, are you sick and tired of all of that mess yet? Are you willing to rise up and declare God's word over it and see it change? God's saying, can these bones live? Can your life come back to life? Can your dreams come back to life? Can your family come back to life? Can your kids come back to life? He's asking you to stand up and prophesy over them. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.